0: back. (音楽) We'll be right back. Welcome back to another episode of Ice Time with your hosts John Horton and Matt Piscassi. Thank you again for listening yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and for all of your continued love and support. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Icetime9899, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, be sure to send us an email at Icetime9899 at gmail.com. Each new episode will be released Monday and Friday every week, bringing the content you love and desire. Today we are going to be discussing the New York Rangers and New York Islanders Battle of New York. Matt life stadium stadium series game that we were in attendance for absolutely electric i'm sure you watched the game or saw it crowds were buzzing and of course as you saw from the title here uh matt ran into somebody pretty cool in the scene here in hockey so i'm gonna shoot over to him and he's gonna break it down for us
1: yeah so first off gotta apologize for the voice um you know if you watch the game you know why i lost my voice there was a lot of uh good yelling uh, mostly good yelling a lot of bad yelling in the beginning but yeah Voice is very hoarse right now. But uh, to, to rest the title here, uh, I met Paul Biznet. Biznasty. Uh, it was awesome. So for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, from Spit and Chicklets, a podcast uh, by Barstool. Great podcast. One of the better sports podcasts. Um, probably the biggest hockey podcast out there. A lot of people are familiar with it. Uh, he is one of the guys on there. Uh, great podcast. I've listened to it a lot. And uh, yeah, I met him. I think it was in the middle of the first intermission. And uh, I was just walking by him. I literally looked at him and I did a double take. I was like, are you Paul Biznet?" And he literally looked at me. He was like talking to one of his friends or something. He looks at me, he's like, Yeah, I am. And I just like, I just instinctively reached out, I shook his hand, I was like, Hi, it's really nice to meet you. And like I just had one of those like starstruck moments where like I kind of like honestly, I like shit my pants. Um, and so like I then I turned around and then I turned back to him. I was like, Oh my god, you're Paul it? And he was like, Yeah, I am. And I'm like, I'm so sorry to bother you. And he's like, he was actually really nice. He's like, no, nah, dude, like totally, don't worry about it. He's like, You're all good. Nice meeting you, man. Have a good one. And then I walked away and I was like, a couple minutes later, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, my God, I just missed, like, such, I should have, like, I could have talked to him, like, yo, we do a podcast, like, whatever. I mean, I know you don't want to, like, bother celebrities when you meet him and stuff, but, like, he was, he seemed like a really cool dude, seemed like a chill dude, especially, like, if you want to talk hockey. Like, I feel like I could have just talked to him for a minute and been like, yo, like, I do a podcast with my best buddy, like, shout us out, whatever, look us up, you know, hopefully you enjoy. Uh, maybe got a picture of him or something, but I literally froze. You know, you have, like, that starstruck moment where you're like, ah. Um, so, yeah, I totally <laughs> froze, but uh, super nice dude. Um, and then actually when we walked back, like the next couple of intermissions when we were walking to our seats and going to the bathroom, getting drinks or whatever, I was like on the lookout. I was like hoping I would like see him again. I could catch him and be like, yo, like, you know, I already met you or whatever, but and, you know, talk to him. But yeah, biz, if you are out there listening to this, I mean, I know you're not, but on the off chance that there is a God and you are listening to this one day, uh, if you remember the, uh, about five foot 10 man with the mustache wearing the Jets beanie and an old Henrik Lundqvist jersey who was uh, visibly nervous when he shook your hand today. That was me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was a really awesome experience. The whole day was an awesome experience in general. Um, I guess I'll get into some of like the, the bad stuff for the game, first of all, because there was some bad that I think we just get out of the way real quick. And then obviously we can talk about all the good. But um, yeah, the beginning of the game, it was like crazy. We came out five minutes, awesome, firing, right? The goal, the fight, super electric. And then it was like, boom, boom, boom. We're down 3-1. The guys had no energy. It uh, literally looked like they were like skating around like chickens with their head cut off. The aisles were all over us. They clearly were ready to play. We were not. Uh, my mom was sitting with us and she was like, so have any of these Rangers ever played outside? Because it looks like they don't know what they're doing and, and they're just like kind of the environment and the outdoor, you know, the ice is a little different, it's choppy, whatever. Um, she was saying it looked like they had no idea you know, how to skate on this ice. They look lost. Uh, their heads weren't in the match. Like, they were just kind of like heads in the clouds. So that was pretty rough. It was pretty rough there for about the first half of the game. But uh, obviously, we picked it up. And then, I mean, there was not a lot of hope. You know, we're down a couple goals, only a few minutes left in the game. Everyone's thinking like, oh, man, what's going on here? And, uh, you know, we, we really we clutched it out, had some really good, um, really, really good power play opportunities that we cashed in on. And, uh, yeah, they were able to bury it, obviously. And going to OT was just absolutely insane. Just crazy, crazy game In you know, electric vibes. Uh, seats were great. Atmosphere was great. I love my life anyway. Uh, getting in and out of there sucks though. That was, that was definitely awful. So uh, yeah, I think they're going to fix that up before the world cup comes in here in a couple of years, but, uh, yeah, all in all amazing experience. Uh, very glad that we went. Um, I hope they do it again in the future. would definitely be down to go. Was, I think there were 80,000 people in MetLife watching hockey it was a wonderful experience. So, uh, yeah, now that I just spent four minutes here blabbering, uh, gotta get, gotta get your thoughts in there, John. I know you had a, a great day as well, but yeah, like your opinion on all that.
0: Yeah, of course. Um I mean, you know, interestingly enough, you know, you said that meeting Paul Bessinette made you shit your pants. Well the uh the chicken tenders I got made me shit my pants. My stomach is absolutely <laughs> destroyed. Um if you are going to MetLife Stadium, do not buy the chicken tenders. And you'll also be able to save enough money to buy a house by not buying the chicken tenders there. Um but uh yeah, that I mean that's absolutely incredible. I remember you texted me that you met him. I mean, before you before actually you texted me saying that you met him since we were not in the same seats, but uh I saw on the Twitter um that he was there 'cause somebody they posted a reaction after the Rangers went down three to one of him like upset and I was like, Oh, that's cool, he's here And then and then ten minutes later you met him so electric. Um yeah, hopefully if he's listening to this someday, he uh will think highly of this of this episode and of you meeting him. So yeah, so I'll get the bad out of the way before the good here. Um, the New York Rangers played probably 25 minutes of hockey out of 60. Um, offensively and defensively, wow, they were just absolutely abysmal at points. Absolutely abysmal. I can't even sugarcoat it. I can't say it any more stern than it was. Abysmal. Um, you know, a few of these goals was incredible lack of defense that it's hard to put on Igor. But there were a few on here that he definitely should have saved. And, you know, it is upsetting to see. You know, we thought he was trying to come back a little more. He had to shut out the last game. And then this game, you know, uh, he gets lit up pretty bad. But you know what? We're trying not to think about that. We'll see how he plays the next couple of games here and there. But I um, remember I was texting you about it, too. Another bad thing was Trubo was awful this game. I mean, for, for 90% of this game, he he was he was horrendous. His passing was awful. His defensive awareness in terms of the zones and entering and exiting it were awful. There's that one breakaway where they almost scored to make it like six to three. And he just kind of like stopped skating and just watched like a potential pass happen. I watched that real time. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's, that's it? That's the captain? He's just going to stop skating like that? Um, offensively, until the third period, I mean, it was like 30 shots on goal for the Islanders and like maybe 18 for the Rangers, and, and that was just really disappointing to see, and near the end of the game, um, my girlfriend pointed out that uh, it was nice to see that they brought the shots up to be even, but the Rangers had 38 shots on goal, and the Islanders had 41 shots on goal, um, but yeah, first, uh, so the good was the first shot on goal in the entire game from, from the Rangers, Eric Gustafsson scores, and then Matt Rempe with his debut, you know, he uh, started a fight, which was, was pretty cool. And then you had uh, Brock Nelson, Bo Horvath, Matthew Barzell, and Andrews Lee score four unanswered goals, and um, two of them being power play. And that was, wow, <laughs> that was interesting. And then Vincent Trocek came out. He's been such an amazing player this year um, with, uh, with two goals, making it four to three. There was some hope. And then, remember, we met up <laughs> in the intermission, and as we were walking back to our seats. So the funny thing was the uh, the display inside, with the game on the TV was a little delayed compared to um, real time. So as we were walking back I heard a mixture of cheers and and groans and I was like, "Oh, I think that means somebody scored." But obviously since it's both Rangers and Islanders, I had no idea if it was good Wait, or bad. but You know
1: what gave it away though, dude? And I uh, this is this is awful. The dumbest goal chant I have ever heard in my life. The most obnoxious the freaking, yes, 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 yes. Well, how about, yes. no, 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 <laughs> shut up. Oh, my God. And the fact dude, we that we had to bad. hear that five times tonight, like, sorry to cut you off, I just, because all, no, no, no. on the walk back to the car, everybody was just making fun of all the Islanders fans, just going, yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. And I just, yeah, I, was a dying, I was
1: dying, dude. Like, oh, yeah, but I I I I just ha- I had to throw that in there. I was dying on the way back, man.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it was, uh, wow, yeah, that's when I knew, uh, when it was five to three, Islanders in the third, I was like, "Oh, this is not looking pretty good." And then luckily, um, the Rangers pushed hard and they drew some penalties. And then Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad delivered on that. I don't know why they can't do a 5 V 5 no, I'm just kidding. But um, that was that was incredible. And then of course the man himself, Panarin, finishing in overtime with. Almost a heart stopping, you know, overturned goal because the post came off and it was kind of hard to see what was happening. But after a review of it, um, the puck was already crossing the line and uh, the one goal post was still in. The other one got knocked off by its own, Islanders player. So um, it'd be one thing if, if the Rangers knocked it off, they obviously would have overturned it. But since it was the Islanders, um, yeah, that was incredible. And I think it's hilarious that the Islanders this season have a history of giving up third period leads and. That's exactly what they did, and um, but yeah, overall, overall game. Oh, also another thing is, unfortunately, Ryan Lingren seems to have gotten basically murdered out there. Um, from a tweet I saw, he went down. We didn't know what happened, but from a reporting tweet I saw, it said uh, they saw Ryan Lingren get escorted on a golf cart to an ambulance. He was wa- he was walking on his own, face with many visible stitches and eyes completely swollen. So I. Literally have no idea how that happened. You know, prayers up to him. Hopefully he comes back soon. He's such a warrior. But we will see how that happens. So so the way I'll rank this is, as a game overall, as a fan, the excitement and in the, in the electric atmosphere. Uh, A-plus. Absolutely incredible. Um, you know, just fantastic. Rangers are now 5-0 in outdoor games, which is pretty cool. Um, the other funny thing is, LaViolette as a coach, I think he has not won an outdoor game. So that that's good for him. And, um, but, uh, as a game from a, from an analytical standpoint, like, let's say if it wasn't a stadium series game or if I was not at the game, uh, I'd have to give them like a C plus performance. I mean, they finally, they, they pulled it out and, and they, uh, rallied, but come on, you, you can't get down that many goals that early and just look like you don't want to play hockey until the last minute, but that's how I would rank it.
1: Interesting. I mean, I definitely, a plus, I got to agree with on the atmosphere, just the experience as a whole. Um, I mean, I love MetLife anyway. Not that it's like a wonderful stadium. Honestly, it could use a lot. Uh, getting in lot. and out of there is a mess. The parking lots are a mess. Uh, walking around the stadium, it takes you ten minutes to go. Like for us to come meet you, and then, like you said, we missed a goal on the walk, on our walk back to our seats because it takes so long to get through that stadium. Um, but you know, again, the whole atmosphere was incredible. A plus. Um, I think I do have to give the game probably closer to a B, just for the end. I mean, obviously that's probably. Generous, but like we won it in overtime and came back through down three goals. I I just have a hard time giving it anything less than a C just for that alone. Um, just for the grit to to come back, make it happen like that, uh, and obviously get the win in overtime was incredible. Um, and I do just want to comment on the Igor thing because I see, I think Igor was a big reason, especially towards the end of this game, that we stayed in this game. Uh, and the fact that he ended what with 36 saves, like I'm really not going to blame Igor for a couple that he could have saved. I think the one that bounced off him. 100% Hundred percent, he should have had it. I think he was beating himself up over, up for that goal in particular. But the other uh-huh. four, I really don't think he had much of a chance on. I mean, you could make the case for maybe one of them, but I mean, two of them being deflections, two of them coming on a power play. Uh, one, I believe, was off a of bar. Uh, it's just really hard to make you know make an argument for that, especially when we're playing so badly in front of him defensively. Um, so I really do think that he had a better game than um, you know we. Well, wow, I honestly better game you credit for. I, yeah, I guess. I didn't know to, another fine. way to put that. Um, but yeah, I just just as a whole like I think I'd have to give the performance a B, like I said, mostly for the end of us just kind of coming up there and, and clutching out. If it was like a first half, second half kind of thing, the first half's like a, a D plus at best, honestly, but oh, yeah, the sec but you know, is, but then the second half I think is really where it kind of comes in comes into play and uh, especially that last like 10 minutes. I mean, even it was crazy though. Some of the saves they were getting, some of the the, the lucky bounces they were getting towards the end there it really looked like we um could have kind of gotten that closer sooner. But uh yeah. Just a hundred percent. One yeah. wonderful day though. Really, really wonderful day. Awesome we went. Uh super glad we ended up getting the tickets getting in there. And uh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, me too. Day.
0: I mean it was it was yeah, totally electric. Good to be a Rangers fan. Um yeah, with the Igor stuff, I do agree with you. Um it's just tough, like how early the three went in but i i do understand one of them when i watched uh matt barcel just allowed to basically set up a lawn chair in the high danger slot and rip that out. like real time i know this sounds just like i know this sounds stupid how i'm gonna say it and you know hindsight 2020 but like i kid you not when i watched that real time when i watched him position that and i saw the puck go towards him i was like that's a goal and then he scored it instantly because it's no matter who's the goalie high-danger slot like that, let's go on in, and, and that was ridiculous that the defense was like, oh, yeah, yeah, come sit down, you know, have a drink, and, uh, you know, put your feet up, and just score a goal. Yeah, just rip um, one. That, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. Um, one click, one click. One quick thing here, uh, the Rangers PR post, which, a uh, little stat line thing here. Um, the Rangers improved to a 5-0-0 all-time in outdoor games, becoming the first team in NHL history to win five such contests. The Rangers posted the first three-goal comeback win in an outdoor game in NHL history and are the second team to overcome a multi-goal deficit in the final five minutes of regulation to win an outdoor game. With an attendance of 79,690 uh, people, it was the largest crowd to ever see a New York Rangers game. That's, of course, because MSG can't hold that many people, but still absolutely incredible. Uh, Matt Rempe. Made his NHL debut, becoming the first player in NHL history to make his league debut in an outdoor game. That's actually kind of interesting. I think he's like a sixth round pick, 7 round pick. Um, I, th- I I would like to see a lot from him in the future. I know he's mostly just like a big like log on skates, and he's like a seventh, sixth round pick, so you can't expect lighting the world on fire. But who knows? You know, I think it'll be uh, interesting to see. And uh, final here is Artemi Panarin tied his career high in goals, 32. When he scored the overtime winner, he became the third player in Rangers history. It's a score within the opening 10 seconds of an overtime period. So yeah, so just some uh, cool stuff there that I thought I'd throw in. But uh, yeah, overall, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible game. Atmosphere, experience, good times with uh, family, friends, loved ones, everything like that. And uh, everybody in attendance, if uh, if I saw you there and you're listening to this, and Probably would have no idea, but I'm <laughs> um, glad that we were able to experience that together as a fan base. Um, and uh, so I'll move on to uh, some final news things here and then wrap this one up. So, um, the absolute legend himself, actually, I don't even know if he's in the hockey hall of fame. He should be. If, if, well, so he's if the, not because he's still active. That's a oh, weird active, right. thing
1: about, yeah, it's crazy right. actually. They were talking about it on the radio the other day. Weird thing because, like, the way hockey does the hall of fame. Um, it's not just the NHL, it's like international. It you know, counts as long as you're,
0: oh, that's right. if you're playing
1: international, that's right. if you're playing in an international league, if you're playing in the NHL, if you're playing in the minors, uh, if you're coaching at all levels, all of those statistics, all that time counts towards your Hall of Fame bid. So uh, yeah, until he retires, I think then after he retires, you've got to wait, uh, I think it's like three years, two or three years, something like that, before he's eligible. I would imagine as soon as he retires and that you know, couple it. years is up, he's going to be on that ballot of 100%. But uh, yeah, I knew actually. I haven't even said his name yet, but uh, yeah, I'll let you get into that. <laughs> yes,
0: um, I think everybody would know. Um, Yarmir, uh, Jager. He is, uh, fifty-two Jonathan. years old currently. Jonathan, did you Yeager.
1: say that name again? Come on, Yarmir Jager. What, what
0: do you, Yarmir Jaeger? Isn't that how I mean? That's how I say Yarmir oh, Jaeger. I
1: guess you could say it's yeah, Yarmir Jager.
0: Yager. Oh yeah, because he's Jaeger. I guess would be German, but he's Czechoslovakian.
1: I know. So, I just listened to you butchering that Jager. name. And I was like, come on, man. Yeah, you gotta. You know how to say his like, name. Look, if there's, you redeemed if yourself. A, it's all right. You redeemed yourself. <laughs> when there's
0: accents on the name, I'm in trouble. Fair enough. You all know right, yeah. I'm in trouble. No, um, you redeem yourself, though. It's all good. I did. I did. Currently 52 years old, still playing professional hockey. Of course, not in the NHL. Um, too old for that, but still has, has the hands. Um, well nicknamed the Ageless Wonder. Uh, he was drafted... Uh, fifth overall in the first round by the Pittsburgh Penguins in the 1990 NHL draft. He had the absolute worst haircut in the history of haircuts, but it is iconic with the mullet. And the Pittsburgh Penguins retired his number, which is number 68, of course. And everybody, including Sidney Crosby, when they warmed up on the ice, they wore mullets, which I thought was was really, really oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. I got to check um, that out. Yeah, it was really cool. So as a career, he is a 210 Cup winner. He's a five-time Art Ross winner. Uh, three-time Pearson winner, um, and uh, he has played in the NHL 1,733 games with a total of 1,921 points, a one point per game player, 766 goals, saying 1,155 assists, which is absolutely nuts, and I texted about you this the other day. I don't think anybody could guess this, but his career plus-minus is a plus 322 which is absolutely uh mind-boggling and the last team he played for in the 2017-18 NHL season was the uh Calgary Flames he played uh 22 games and he had 7 points um he you know he he uh his production dropped down of course because he was so old and i remember after that season uh, he really wanted to get re-signed to anybody, and I remember he posted pictures of himself after the gym. His legs were like ripped, and he's like, "Guys, I'm ready, I'm ready." But nobody would sign him, and um, I understand why, and he understands why too, which is why you know he went back home to Czechoslovakia, and uh, um, you know he's playing in his uh, in his in his professional leagues over there. He is a member of the NHL's 100 greatest players, no doubt. Um, before we recorded this, I sent Matt a a um, five all-time goal highlights from him and yeah he was he was ahead of his time playing in the 90s he plays like people play nowadays um and uh it was cool to see him on the ice some people joke that he should sign with the penguins just for this season <laughs> um but yeah so absolute um legend getting his jersey retired and still playing hockey um Another quick thing here is Austin Matthews now has six hat tricks on the season. The NHL record is, of course, Wayne Gretzky with 10. Uh, we will see how Matthews will do with that. I mean, he seems unstoppable, and that would be kind of exciting to see that broken. But, yes, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, these the last two things I just talked about?
1: Just I, I just touch on the Matthews thing real quick. I mean, it would be insane to see him break that. I don't think we will, but the way he's been scoring this year, who knows, right? I mean, at least if he could make it exciting, maybe get to like eight games and we're sitting there we're like, oof, especially if he gets to nine, you know, then we're like, oh, wait a minute, you oh, know, he's, he's one off. Uh, what they only, you know, there's only like 20 some odd games left in the year here, though. So doubtful, you know, it's kind of hard to get four. Hat- it's kind of hard to get a hat trick, one hat trick a season, but, you know, another four this is kind of crazy. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I would guess he'd probably get another couple here before the end of the year. I don't think he's going to make it up to 10, but nonetheless, he's having an incredible year here. Uh, funny that you had called McDavid in 70 and then he got hurt. Obviously that really kind of dampened his chances <laughs> there, but, uh, Mc, Matthews could, could hit 70 for sure here. Uh, you know, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but, uh, yeah, the Yager stuff. Awesome dude. Awesome player. Uh, really wholesome guy. Um, I love that he's still playing, man. He's just, he's never going to stop right if, until his body's literally like, you have to stop it. You know, I can't see him stopping. Uh, and also really good note for us here in, uh, in Rangers town. He does still hold the record for uh, most single-season goals by Ranger at 54. Mm-hmm. Uh, love and that. points,
0: I think, perhaps. Uh, 128, I'm actually, I think. 120?
1: Yo, actually, I think you're right about that. Yeah, I totally I totally forgot yeah. about that. I mean, I just think about that. Kreider was ones.
0: three goals away from breaking that. Yeah, he had 52. Ago. That
1: was the year he had uh, most goals on the power play, too. He had all those deflections. I mean, that was crazy. That was a crazy year for us. But, uh, yeah, Yager's a legend, man. Uh, deserving of that number of retirement. Like I said, as soon as he is eligible, he will be First Ballot Hall of Fame, no questions asked.
0: Oh, easily. But yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we got anything else, or you want me to just close out here?
0: I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. A nice one I'm going
1: to say we've got a short one here. Um, it is late. We are tired. Had a big, long day, but uh, that was not the way to say that. Anyway, uh, had a <laughs> very fun uh, fun day, long day, but very fun. Um, yeah, very happy we went. Uh, like I said, a million times, awesome experience. Um, you know, wish we could have played a, more of a complete game, but nonetheless, happy with the victory. Uh, six in a row now, so hopefully we keep it rolling this week. Keep the fire going. Igor's got to keep it up. A um, couple guys out here, a couple injuries here, so gotta weather the storm. Make a couple trades here, maybe we'll see. Uh, we'll get that. We'll get that trade episode for you guys on th- uh, Thursday. We'll be recording that, so check it out on Friday. We'll be talking some uh, some shops, some trade stuff. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and biz, biz Nasty if you are out there, you're the man. You're a legend. Very nice meeting you today. Um, I really wish I made more of that experience but I was literally starstruck. <laughs> but yeah, with that, I'll uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll shoot over to John to close this out.
0: Thank you again always for all the love and support. Tell your friends, family, loved ones about their show. Give us feedback on our Twitter or email. If you're at the game, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Even if you were an Islanders fan and were upset that they lost, you know, it's all about the experience and the people that you're with. Um, come back every Monday and Friday for everything that you were looking forward to in hockey. And we will catch you on next one.